the weekly podcast where we discuss all things related to creating, living, and making projects. I'm the host, the Hulk, Alexander. <laughs> and joining me as always is Jesse Ratfink and Adam Mackey, who decided to not Hulk out because they never opened up <laughs> Skype. Uh, you need to listen to the pre-show or watch at least watch the YouTube video to get this. Uh, yep. Yeah. So I'm back and I'm the Hulk. Uh, and let me just try and get back into the settings so I can not look like a weirdo uh, default. There we go. Um, while you're doing that, let me ask you a question before we go no. on to All right, episode. go. What did you think of the first episode of Clamp that only had two people and no guests? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there's been another episode like that. I don't think so. Yeah, but I think it was just me and Morley. Maybe. Uh. Yeah. Because then it'd, it'd be like any other episode where you just didn't talk. <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> no, I'm, and I think I get it now. You don't talk because there's someone screaming in the background. And you're just like, I'm on mute because there's someone with little kids screaming in the background and you don't no, want to talk. Most of the time they're not here. Like if we record no. on a Thursday like we are now, he's at school. So... Um, no, yeah, I do apologize. I actually got a couple of messages about it, and I know it wasn't that big of a deal, but my wife had to go out and had to leave my son here. He was sitting next to me with the iPad, and he was pretty good for most of it, so yeah. it wasn't too bad. Oh, no, I just think it was just – it's always funny that they only want to talk when you're trying to say something. Oh, yeah. yeah. They can be like, quiet for <laughs> half an hour, and then you're like, oh, I actually do have a point to race, and they're like, rah. Anyways, I hope everyone enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I listened to it. Was a, it was a really it, fun episode. I enjoyed it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we enjoyed nerding out, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but I think some people might have called it a mess. <laughs> and that's how we're going to do a segue this week, because we want to talk about messy workshops and organization and all that fun stuff. Take it away, Jesse. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, uh, yeah, when we were talking about what we were going to talk about tonight, lately I have had Marie Kondo like in my head that gif of her where she says i love mess i don't it's just been in my head lately so i thought this would be a good topic because i am someone who uh most people would call me like obsessively neat <laughs> i have a really hard time focusing when things are not clean so like every day before i start work i'm usually cleaning the house a little bit just so i'm not thinking about it when i'm working um but i am very curious <laughs> if you know having a clean workspace affects y'all or if you just thrive in mess and you don't care because yeah i think there's like a very big uh spectrum there and uh, people tend to fall at one end or the other well i mess gives me so much anxiety i want everything to have a place but mm-hmm. it doesn't so i end up working in mess i actually if you watch most of my youtube videos like the whole reason why i make cabinetry and stuff is I'm always trying to find the best way to organize my shop. Mm-hmm. I I just wish that everything could have a spot, but it, I just can't, can't work out. I, it can't because there's so many little things that are like, where would I even bother? Like, where would I put this? I'm never going to use it. I actually, I've, I've done pretty good. Like I've got shelving and stuff up the back of the shop now. And there's like a container for all my car parts, a container for the motorbike stuff, a container for art stuff. Like I'm a bit more organized than I was before, but there's just these little knickknacks that I just don't know where to put them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I don't have knickknacks. <laughs> I was going to say, I know where to put them. It's the garbage can. In the bin, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so this is, it. you know, we've talked about this before, but it's one of the reasons why I like 
Uh, I don't really like open shelving compared to like open shelving is great that you can see what you have and you can grab it. The problem with open shelving is I just keep piling shit on top of it and piling it. And then it no longer looks nice. It's no longer grabbable. Uh, yeah. It, it's yeah. just the way it is. Right. But uh, in terms of your little spectrum, uh, I, it depends on the day for me. There are days where I cannot do anything because it's messy. Mm-hmm. There's days that is that is it all. I have to clean. I cannot work like this anymore. And I will. That just, is my like, life all the time. <laughs> right. And otherwise, I am so task focused that I'm like mm-hmm. tripping over stuff. And like working out of like the tiny corner of the only horizontal surface that doesn't have crap on it, right? Like I really want to have large empty workbenches, but I don't know why. Because you don't need like you don't need a large empty workbench, really. Mm-hmm. The only reason you need it is for like the times where you have something else working on it, and you don't need it. You're working on it. It's like it looks but so much made- nicer, but yeah, you made me think like so. I like to start in a clean environment, but it gets messy as I work. I'm not like putting tools away as I go. Like I'll just sit them on the bench. And then at the end of the day, there's a huge mess. So I I don't like to start off in a messy environment, but the environment just gets messy and I don't care about cleaning as I go. And sometimes I do. Like sometimes I'll stop and be like, I'll just quickly put everything away like because I'm not using it or I'm waiting for paint to dry or whatever. But if I'm focused then on the task, then I'm not worried about trying to clean up as I go. Have you ever spent time looking for a tool? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And it's because it yeah. wasn't put away. And that's why. my wife put it where it doesn't belong. No. <laughs> While you're working, you put down like your 11 millimeter wrench or your socket or whatever, your 10 millimeter socket over here. And yeah, then boom, it disappears. I use both. Depends on the thing. And yeah, I know the joke's all about the tens. I was trying, yeah, that's, to, that's be, what- I was trying to be original. Okay, guys, stop giving me shit. Uh, <laughs> You know, just one millimeter off. Anyways, you put it down, and then you can't find it because it's within all the other crap. If every time you're done with it, you put it back in its place, you know, you're not, if you're not going to use it for like two days or two hours, it should be back in its spot, and then you'll find yep. it. That is how I work best. But the big thing is, so you're doing like a break job. You have all the tools out. Okay, you've, you've done, you've taken one bolt off, right? You've taken all the 16 millimeter bolts off. Are you going to put the 16 millimeter wrench away? Well, no, because you're about to take it back out to put all the bolts back on once you change the stuff. So it's like I get into this like problem of when is it too long? Because I go work on the race team and he'll take a mortar apart and all the tools are out for doing that. And it's like a month long project. And I'm like, you need to put some of this shit away. You're not going to touch these tools for a month, okay? They need to go back in the box mm-hmm. so we can find them again. Yeah. Well, and I think that is why people always say I'm so neat and I'm so clean because it's like, yeah, I just, I'm always cleaning as I go. And it might be like my sort of uh, cooking professional career that I had in Instructables for a while because it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm in a professional kitchen. It's really beautiful and I'm taking photos while I'm doing all of this. So I'm constantly thinking about, I don't need that anymore. I should get rid of that. You know, it's just, it's just kind of the way I work. And even when I do a sewing project, like between stages, everything gets put up. You know, so if I am working on cutting fabric, then my cutting mat, my exacto, all of that stuff is going to go right up once that's done. And then like the ironing, uh, I almost said ironing machine, (laughs) 
which is not what it, an iron is called. Iron? But when the iron, yeah, yeah just... when the iron comes out, you know, like I get everything smoothed out and then I put that away and I get the sewing machine out. Like I always do things in stages because literally my brain doesn't work if I am looking at too much stuff and just get overwhelmed. I, I hate being that way, but I guess it's good <laughs> for some reasons. Since... Since everything that does have a spot has a spot, I feel like I'm a lot better with putting them away, especially as I go. Um, and to to talk on what you said before about putting the sockets away as you go, it depends on where I am. If I'm working at my workbench and I just have the drawer open or I'm working on the bike, which is like directly behind the workbench, I leave the drawer open and I will actually put the socket back in its spot and get the next socket that I need as I go. But if I'm working like out on the driveway where it's a, like an effort to walk all the way back to put it away, then no, I'm not just leaving it on the ground. Right. And yeah. so what I like to do, and apparently it's an ADHD thing, is like I just have like containers that you just put everything in. Mm-hmm. And they're called like doom containers or, or I've seen it where it's just like that's where you put all your mess. And then your mess is gone, but it's actually just contained into a big container yeah. of mess. So it's like a little holding tank until I can sort through it all. So with in the garage, it's great. Just kind of put it all in a bucket, and then you go to the bench, and you can sort it all back into the tool bin. But that doesn't really work when it is your kitchen table, and that is where you put your mess. And all the stuff just ends up on the kitchen table. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I um, – so – Tables of <laughs> – I've been working on my car a lot and I do, I've been doing a lot of stuff like at work, you know, like I, I sign it at work and my first job's not for an hour. So like I'll sit there and this morning, can you hear that? Yeah. yeah. What was that? Going. It's a helicopter. Anyway. Oh. um, So I was sitting at work this morning. I had a, a spare hour before I had to start work properly. So I ran the cable and everything for my reverse, uh, my rear view mirror because it's like powered with a dash cam building and everything. So I did all that. So, but what I was doing in the past is I just had like, I would look and go, all right, this is what I want to try and get done at work. I know how much time I'm going to have. I'll get like all the tools and just chuck them on the front seat. So what I went to Kmart, which is like our, I don't know. Kmart. Uh, Walmart. Yeah, we used no, to No, Kmart's this. different here. No, the Kmart is the exact same Kmart. We've had this conversation before. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I just bought the cheapest duffel bag I could. It was 10 bucks and like a small one. And now I put all the tools in that. So now, like, I just go through that and work out what tools I want and make sure, like, so, like, everything's not just spread out through my car anymore. And it's the best thing I've ever done because I kept saying to my wife, like, even when I, like, want to do something around the house, if I need to hang a picture or something, I end up carrying all these tools and, like, I can't carry everything that I need to carry. I said, I just want to get, like, a cheap bag that I can chuck everything in and carry it around the house. And she's like, you don't need that. It's so much better. So I have a tool bucket. It's an actual, like, five-gallon bucket uh, that has a, like, they make a little thing that goes around it. That has yeah. all these pockets for different Same stuff. Those, yeah. And so, like so a I tool keep belt for a bucket. Yeah. Pretty much. Tool belt for <laughs> a bucket. That's adorable. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's really nice because so I have it set up with like all the normal screwdrivers you need, all the bits you would need for a drill. Um, like generally speaking, the normal, like, you know, different bits that you would need because it came with little spots. So I bought extras and just put them in there. And mm-hmm. so it's all set up and I just need to grab like my drill and driver and the couple of other specialty tools that I'll need. But it's set up with like hammer, nails, screws, <laughs> all the stuff I need right ready to go. And I think that that really helped 
when I use it, it helps great. When I'm going to someone's house to do like help out somewhere, I can just grab that and I really mm-hmm. like it. And at the end of the day, shove all the stuff into this bucket and it's really great. That sounds awesome, honestly. And I am now <laughs> looking at them and I think I'm going to buy one because I have the same <laughs> issue. Like I'm always wandering around too much and having to do a bunch of back and forth trips. And I do, I do the container trick when I am doing gardening. Because I keep all of my gardening stuff in the garage and I have a ton of pots and soils and fertilizers and all of this stuff that I need. And so, yeah, I'll just grab like a tub and dump all of it in and bring it up and put it on the kitchen island so I can get to it. And now I need to do that with my actual tools. And I'm, yeah, I'm excited. The part I love about the bucket is you can just sweep all your mess into it. It's like, oh. if you make a mess, it's always like annoying that, like, where, where are you going to put it? You just sweep it all into this bucket, take the little tool belt thing off, dump the bucket, right? Mm. It's it's really great, but you got to use it. That's that's the only problem. Um, so I want to know, do you keep your tools in the cases they come in? Maybe not power tools, because I know most people don't, but like, will you keep your socket set in the yes. fold up case that it came in for its whole life? Yep. And drill bits. Like I, I am really weird about that. If it comes with a hard plastic case, that shit is staying in there because I will lose it like piece by piece if it doesn't. <laughs> and even some <laughs> of our power tools, like I have a bag for my sander and the pads that I keep it in. We've got like a couple of little saws that we have like hard cases for. Our paint sprayer came with one. Like I do try to keep those because otherwise it just turns into crazy chaos. So there's some that I keep in the case and some that I don't. It all depends on how often I use them. So the Mm. more I use the tool, the less it's in the case. My drill drivers, they're never in the case. My like circular saw, fuck that case. It was way too big, (laughs) right? Like it's just like there's ones that- Trying to make room for it all, yeah. Right. There's ones that like also like- so my uh, my grinder, most people I see have their grinder just like hanging on a peg. But my grinder mm-hmm. came with a, a whole bunch of storage in it for different disc spots, which was really nice. So when I open it up, it has all of my grinding discs in one spot, mm-hmm. right? Now, when I get a cordless one, I probably won't do that anymore. But it's it's nice to have some stuff. When it all comes nicely together and you don't use it very often, the case is great. But like most of those cases are way too big. Yeah, they can be so really chunky. I'm a bit the opposite. Um, all all tools, no tools are in cases, like no power tools or anything. They all like, cases are just too big, too hard to store. I find that the stuff that I use less, though, I will keep in cases. So I bought um, the sockets with the built-in hex, because like a socket with a hilt, with a hex, and it's all the different sizes. Mm-hmm. That stays in its case because I don't use them that often. I bought right. impact sockets. They stay in their case because I don't use them that often. But like my socket set, I have made a custom drawer insert to hold all the pieces. And it literally takes up like less than half the space that it did in its case. Mm-hmm. And because because I don't because I use it a lot, it's so much easier to open the drawer and go, there's the bit that I need and not have to get the case out and open it up and everything. The only problem with that, the reason why it stopped me so long is because if I ever went somewhere to help someone or something, I would like to take the case with me. Yeah. But but now I find like like for work or what like when I said I take tools or whatever to work on my car, I just grab like I know what sockets I need. I just grab yeah. the sockets I need and chuck them in the right. bag rather than having to carry this massive case around. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have multiple That's- socket sets for yeah. that. Like I the one I have in my garage is the my nicest and biggest, but I do keep it in this in the case because uh I never designed something to go in the toolbox. 
And then I yeah. filled the toolbox completely up. Now, <laughs> if, we, if we could switch gears a little bit, I want to talk about why it's not a good idea to be super organized. Because once you get super organized... <laughs> Like, this is what the problem is for me. You get everything, like, away, and it looks nice. You see room for new tools and new stuff. (laughs) And then you buy new tools, and now you don't have any space anymore. (sighs) I mean, that's – it's fair. (laughs) But I don't know. I think for for me, like, I have gotten better about just, like, impulse buying things when I think we have room, you know? So I – yeah, I don't do that, thankfully. But, well, and the worst part is, like, if I did do that, we have an entire goddamn warehouse behind the house. It's, like, 3,000 square feet. Like, it's huge. So I always do get a little worried. (laughs) Like, if I ever start yard sailing or doing stuff like that up here, yeah, I might end up with a ton of tools just because. You know, something I bought recently um, is those, like, magnet strips that you put on your wall. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Those things are amazing for, like, your pliers and stuff. I want want to get more of them, but- yeah. That is a good so, idea. Yeah, for all the tiny metal shit. Yeah. So what I've done and I think looks pretty nice is the wall control system. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like the they're like pegboards and slot and slats all combined oh, yeah. into one and they're like metal and I really I like that because it there's a place for something. Uh, and it's great. And I, if you do ever get wall control, I, I'm going to give you the suggestion and you better take it. Is that once you're done setting it all up, take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And then later, when you go, what the fuck was supposed to be there? When there's a random hook, you can go back yeah. and look at your picture and figure out what the hell you f- took off and forgot to and put away in the toolbox because you forgot <laughs> yeah. that it actually has a home. Uh, you could get so- that um, vinyl cutter that you have and cut out shapes and put them where they're. Each yeah, I love it when people do that. That looks so nice. I had it when I was younger, but yeah, my my dad in his garage had my papa's tool. Like he had like an opening tool, like wall mounted tool cabinet, mm-hmm. and all of the tools were painted. Like he just put them on the on the wall and pegged them up on the <laughs> just wall. Spray painted over the top. Spray painted over the whole thing. So I have some tools that are just randomly orange on one side, <laughs> and that's because they match like the, that's the spot yeah, on, that's the, on the wall. So that's the way if you really are like anal. the biggest problem I have with this and is that I keep buying more and more tools. Mm-hmm. And if I were to do that, what am I going to do? I'm going to, if I put them all up in the wall and it takes like, I've, even, I've already had this problem with wall control. I might be making another order with them. But, I, but I'm like hesitant to, cause I'm like, if I do that, I'm, I'm going to like just fill that part up. And then like, I need more and more and more. And uh, I just, I want to like, just like stop buying stuff to organize my life and start just making stuff. Yeah, I actually enjoy yeah. trying to organize everything. You would. Yeah, I get really I stuck would. in that. Like, I honestly, I'm still kind of in that mode in this house, you know? Like, I'm still adding stuff to closets and, like, trying to figure things out. Or, like, our garage, we still don't have any sort of wall organization, any sort of shelves or pegboard or anything. And I, yeah, I really need to get on that because it's been a few years and I haven't done anything yet. But I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of like, thinking about 3D printing. Um kind of like wall control sort of but like a, a modular system on printables they have a it's lot the of hex one yeah the hex one and like the the honeycomb uh yeah, like honeycomb, wall panels. Yeah. i keep looking at those and thinking maybe i should try something like that just in small spaces to start with i don't know well i so my 
my socket drawer is the only one that's properly like cut for everything to fit. And I'm not actually happy with, with it. Like I know that I can compress it down a bit more and I'm trying to 3d print like a socket holder for all the quarter inch, a socket holder for all the three eight inch bits and everything with the sockets and uh, the ratchets and everything. And I've got the quarter inch printed, but it's the socket just doesn't fit. I need to adjust the file and reprint it. Yeah. But it um it takes up so much less space than manually cutting out in the foam because the foam you can't leave like a millimeter between each socket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. That's true. Yeah. God. Yeah. I, I need to print more stuff. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people went to this Kaizen foam stuff and it seemed like a good idea for organization. And it's really great if you want to take something mobile. Yes. But I don't feel it's yeah. great if you want to have it in your shop. I feel like just having dividers is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the Kaizen foam inserts are good if they're pre-cut. But when you have to manually cut them, you're never going to get them perfect enough that you're going to be happy with them. What, like, even if, if you, you buy one- them. Yeah, but I, like when you get them, like when I when you see them like pre-cut, like you can buy them and they're all like they've got the labels for like all the different socket sizes and everything. And like that's so much effort and work to do for yourself. It's so much easier just to buy those. I think they always look nicer when they're pre-made. I don't know. The problem with this pre-made one is, okay, I get uh, a socket set and it doesn't come with a long 16 and I need yeah. a long 16. So I go buy a single socket. Now I have a fucking socket that's set. That's the issue that, that I've been running into. Yeah. Right. Is I want it custom to what I have. Yeah. Right. Oh, and then, but then I get a new car and it needs a fucking 32 millimeter 12 point socket. You're like, what? What is that? What is even 12 point sockets? And you're like, oh, okay. Now I've learned something new. Sockets can come six point and 12 point. I thought yep. the extra ones just looked weird. Oh, uh-huh. wow. There you go. Yeah. You didn't know that? Yeah. No, I have never I, used anything. I never like knew. I never knew until recently that the six point and twelve point are actually like different needs. Not, I thought it was just oh, this one just has more like teeth, so you don't have to like try and line it up as easy. That's- like it actually, some sockets, uh, some bolts actually need the twelve point. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. So. Then you get a 12-point socket, and you're like, oh, so now it doesn't fit in there. Now you got to cut a whole new thing. And that's where I have the problem is that my needs are constantly changing. Yeah. And that that's – I don't like well, having so just like this print, you can of, 3D print a new holder. Yeah. My needs are constantly changing. I got to keep 3D printing. I got to keep cutting out a thing. <laughs> I just want a divider. And Paul Jackman recently – well, recently, six months ago, I think he took all his Kaizen foam and threw it out. Yeah, I'm oh. about to put dividers. Well, so I bought I bought three one meter by one meter sheets of Kaizen foam. I lined one drawer, decided I don't like it, and now I'm trying <laughs> to sell the remaining sheets because I'm like I'm not going to use them. Yeah, I I never went that far. Yeah, I always do kind of dividers, and like we have a really nice one of the big craftsman tool chests, and so it's like a work bench tool chest thing but yeah we just put you know little rubber mats in the bottom and that is all i've done so it's like either things are loose or they're still in their container and like stacked and i mm-hmm. i don't know i just i don't know that i want to like organize it more than that because i do know where everything is and if i keep organizing it yeah i'll just keep running into issues where like the newest thing i have i have to change everything out again and it's kind of yeah. overwhelming to me. So I just, the only thing right now that is driving me crazy is my Dremel. Like I, I have a pretty mm. old Dremel and I have the original giant accessory kit that I bought for it. 
it is so big. It literally takes up half of a drawer in the tool cart. So it's just like, that is the one that I'm, it's still really bothering me and I need to figure out something because Dremels, I don't know. They're just so goddamn annoying. They have so many tiny pieces and I use it all the time, but it's just like, there has to be a better way. And I, yeah, I really need to look into that and see what other people are doing. As someone who's tried other ways, the Dremel kit's actually kind of nice because it kind of has them all set up. Like if you have the same, like it's a wooden box that's clear, like has them clear and wood. Is that um, the accessory no, kit you bought? Oh. No, it's like a giant blue and clear. Like it's it's very tall and it like the front opens. It's gigantic. Okay. <laughs> I don't you know. have the like the even bigger. So mine was like a case that just like opened up mm-hmm. and it had like all of them like like sticking up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mine's and, mine's similar. And I was like, this takes up way too much room for how much stuff that I ever try. And I was like, I got to figure out, I could not figure out a better way that yeah, allowed access to all the different bits. The same with like my router mm-hmm. bits. I want a better way of storing all my router bits. But the little stupid case I got with it that I hate because it was broken. Like I opened it up and I was like, fuck, it's broken. Oh, no. But I'm not going to return it because none of the bits were broken, just like the case. And I was like, oh, I'll make something later. And I never did. It. That's the problem. It's fun. It's stupid. Anyways, there just doesn't seem to be a good way that is easily accessible mm-hmm. and it doesn't take up a lot of way. Like you like you can get them smaller, but then you like have to like so Austin from the High Caliber Craftsman said if he opens up a drawer and has to move something to get to something else, that's a fail. Yeah. That drawer is a fail. You cannot yeah. move something to get to something else, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the same way I feel like about trying to get the bits in there. I'm like I could overlap bits, but then I'll always be grabbing one underneath the other one, and I'll be so mad yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, and I so the only thing that I've thought of that I might do <laughs> with the Dremel and all of its shit is, you know, those sewing boxes that open up and out. So there's yes. like you know the main compartment. Yeah, they have pretty small versions of that. And I've been looking mm. into those because someone, um, uh, on instructables. On, on instructables. Yeah. They just posted a beautiful one. So I started thinking about it again and it's like, I think that might actually work. So yeah. Yeah, maybe I need to try that because <laughs> if I could get it down to like half the size it is now, that so would be fantastic. You could just get a tackle box. Oh, a tackle box. I don't know why I didn't think about that. I bet we have one around here somewhere because Tyler does fishing sometimes. So with my general stuff, what I did was go through and go all the stuff that I will use, I pulled out and put somewhere, like in somewhere neater. And then all the stuff that I won't, like I don't use all the polishing stuff in that. I didn't throw it out, but that then stayed in the case and went away in like a deep drawer. Mm -hmm. So I know I've got it if I ever need it, but because half the stuff that comes in those Dremel packs, you're probably never going to use. So they're taking up space that they don't need to. Right. I've only used like five of my 30 uh, router bit like thing. (laughs) Like the five, I use them all the time. But the other ones, like if I ever need a Roman OG, I got it. Right. Like all all I use is the cutting discs or the sanding drum, the drum sanding things. That's it. Yep. And it I just bought actually I just got off AliExpress. It's um little saw blades. They're like metal oh, yeah. discs. Yeah, they're actually really good. I have oh, wanted really? to try those. Um yeah. because yeah, I saw a whole accessory kit for a Dremel a long time ago. Yeah, super tiny little circular saw blades. They were so cute yeah. and I didn't know if it was worth it or not. They at one point sold a like table attachment for your 
Dremel yeah. to turn your Dremel into a table saw. Yeah, for like oh. balsa wood and stuff. Yeah, for doing like oh, mini that crafts. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. miniatures yeah. and I, stuff. Okay. Yeah, when I worked at the hobby oh, store, they, they sold I'm going to want to buy so much stuff after this episode. <laughs> Don't go on AliExpress. Right. I have spent so much money on AliExpress later. Well, <laughs> see, I can't. It's, it's, so oh. Your stuff, it must come pretty quick on your side of the world. Because if I, I have buy 14 day delivery. Right. When I buy it, it's like two to three months. Yeah. Yeah. Covered from China. China. And, you know, your That's China how it used is like to be with closer. eBay. My, oh, my, yeah. I've got a different China to you. It's, it's closer. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like it used to be like a month on eBay for stuff from China and stuff. But I have with AliExpress, it's guaranteed 14 day delivery. If it takes longer than 14 days, I get refunded a like a percentage. It's, it's not much. It's like if it costs me five bucks, I get a dollar back or something. But um, yeah, it's not that bad. I don't, for yeah. some stuff, I don't mind waiting. But if I want it quick, I have to buy from eBay. In Australia only, because yeah, AliExpress totally. doesn't have like yeah, there's no other option. I hate you don't want to hate, and this is just a little rant on the side. Is that they'll say something like it takes two to three months for shipping. You buy it and it shows up in a week, and I hate that because my expectations were like, okay, uh, this project, this car part project, I'll put that at the end of summer. And now <laughs> I've got you know a car part sitting there because it showed up so much earlier. That I was expecting, which like generally when your expectations are blown away like that, you're very excited. But I am not. Just you have to be the only person to complain about quick delivery. <laughs> I, no, quick delivery is great. I would I would have paid. I'll pay extra to get it in a week. Yes. But I don't like being told I can't get it in a week. You have to wait three months and then it shows up in a week. And I'm like, God damn it. I hate it. I don't know if you guys get it much over there, but on eBay, it'd be like um, – says it's in Australia, but then it clearly takes ages and comes from China. Yep. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's in an Australian warehouse technically on eBay, but we actually did send it from China. Yeah. Drop yeah. shipping. Yay. Oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but that is not uh, – that's a mess, but for a completely different reason. Yeah. But yeah. I want to talk about when you are looking at your workbench today, right now, look at it pretend because obviously none of us can actually see our workbenches no. <laughs> um is it free is it completely empty do you have an empty uh, workbench okay are you currently no. does there is there a single project on there or is there multiple projects or are there things on there that aren't even projects that just haven't found a home and they'll sit there for the next year Yep. So there's the things that were that i haven't found a home yet and then there's also like stuff that i need to put away that i was using yesterday yeah how about you jesse Okay, so I'm trying to visualize mine because I was looking at it earlier. I think right now we have like mostly stuff for the grow, like the cannabis grow. So like it is going to be used, but it's like in a weird limbo thing. But we don't have any projects on it. Yeah, it's just like shit that needs to be used or put away at some point. Yeah. Oh, God, I feel bad thinking about that now. <laughs> <laughs> when I go out to my shop and there is... Just like, cause you'll just, it's a horizontal surface and all the horizontal mm. surfaces should fucking flip away as soon as they're empty. Like you should be able to like, just like they should be spring loaded and that as soon as you <laughs> pick up the stuff, they flip away and you can only like, cause otherwise they just get piled up with shit. Right. Yeah. And I, cause it's like, you see it and you just go, Oh, I need to put something there. And 
I really need like a better system and I don't know what it is, but uh, all mine are all, almost always just completely filled with, with stuff. And then I get mad and then I go out there and I like throw it all in the garbage or put it all away. <laughs> like I generally stuff that has a place gets put away. It's always stuff yeah. that doesn't have a place that's sitting there. Exactly. Right? Mm. If or everything had a place, I would always be clean. Or stuff like, so like I, I've been painting a cabinet that I've been making for my brother uh, and it's the paint lives in my house but I'm painting in my garage. So I brought the paint out, got the paintbrush, got all the stuff, got a stir stick, you know, like all this stuff is just like sitting there while I'm doing this project, but you, you put a coat of paint on and then you go do something else. Right. Like, yeah. Right. You, you can't. <laughs> right. And then, you know, you're going to be painting the next day. It's going to be like 24 hours before you have another coat of paint on it. So you're not putting it all away. You're not bringing it all the way back downstairs into its spot. And so that's where I get into real problems. Yeah. Yeah, I I used to do that when I was still like working in the office. Like my desk would become like a holding area <laughs> for yeah. all the shit that was in progress. Because yeah, it's like you know you can't always finish stuff within eight hours, and so it's like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna <laughs> put it over here and hope I don't forget about it. Yeah, I I definitely have that issue too, where it's just like, well, I'm gonna have to use it pretty soon. I don't want to have to put it away, but then. I think about it a lot because I'm neurotic. <laughs> so the way a lot of the stuff, to- oh, say, a lot of the stuff that I sit on my bench is like if I'm in a hurry or my wife gives me something that needs to get put away mm-hmm. in the garage. I'll just quickly sit it on top because I'm busy doing something, and then I'll be like, I'll get to it later. And then it's like a couple of days later, finally put it away. Hmm. Yeah, so I have like- this. So I have the same problem where I, I have limited time in my shop, and I don't want to spend any of it cleaning up and when i finish mm-hmm. a project and i go like do whatever it is with it and i walk away the mess ceases to exist the moment i close my garage door yeah <laughs> and it only comes back to bite me it, that is future grant's problem and future grant goes out there to go do something and goes why did you do this to me past grant yeah. and past grant says ha, 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 take that <laughs> but honestly most of the time it's because i'm out of time right yeah. And I, I'm working right up to the deadline of whatever, or, you know, deadline, not like deadline, what, right up to the time that I have allocated to be out in the shop. is, And, and I'm like so close to finishing the project. And then I finish the project and then I have to go in and read my son a bedtime story or whatever it is. Yeah. And then I'm not going back out to the shop, right? And then it's I left it at a mess because I, I was just like, oh, if I just get this one last thing done. Having, having stuff. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> Is having having like places for things where they're easy to access, I feel has really changed like me cleaning, keeping things clean. Like it's so much easier for me to just quickly open my second drawer, put the socket away than it is to sit the socket on the workbench. Yeah. yeah. But if I had to get a case out and put it away, it'd be, I wouldn't do it. And I think that is why I love, yeah, closed storage so much or just even just like having the mess in a room. You know, because that is really the only way I can tolerate it. Like, because there have been a lot of times where I've been in the middle of like a giant quilt project or like a costume or something where there's shit everywhere. And just being able to, yeah, like close the door and just walk away is so nice. It's just, I don't know. I, yeah, I think I kind of struggle between everything being really put away and in a very organized manner and then having easy access to stuff. I think I'm still trying to strike a balance with that because I really, yeah, I don't want to look at stuff ever. <laughs> I don't, but you need stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to balance the mess. So like 
a lot of people like these uh, clear bins. And I've tried to do this clear bin thing. And it's great for being able to see what is available. But it doesn't mm-hmm. look nice. No. Right? It's not nice looking. Like A, a non-clear bin looks nicer. Yeah. Right? So I have, I've also tried the, a whole bunch of non-clear bins, but then I'm like, oh, I got to label these bins, right? Or label where they go. Like, there's got to be a label on them somehow. And then I got to know in my mind what's in that bin based on the label <laughs> I put, like house electrical and car electrical. I got to know what's in wh- which one, right? Because that's two bins I got because they're completely different things. Like a bunch of fuses for a car don't belong in my electrical bin for my house, right? And Romex doesn't belong in the car bin. But if I'm working on the trailer, I need both. It's Yeah, <laughs> yeah I I don't label. Do you guys label? Uh-huh. Well, I, depends on what it is. So at the race, the race stuff is all labeled. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's multiple people going into it, mm-hmm. and sometimes they don't know where everything is. So I've labeled yeah. everything, but then they people still don't. So there's like a cutting tools drawer and a pliers drawer, and they're right above each other. And the the side cutters always end up in the pliers drawer because they look like pliers. And the rest of the mm-hmm. cutting tools are like knives and scissors and stuff, right? But side cutters are not pliers. Fucking cutting tools, clearly. So put them back where they belong, guys. <laughs> I don't label like drawers or anything. I my tubs are labeled because they're yeah. not clear, and I need to know which one is what. But like, I don't have any labels on my workbench, on the drawers, or in the paint cabinet or anything like that. Um, but I do want to label when I do the th- when I finally get the 3D print working. I want to label like where each socket goes and stuff, like the numbers and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. How about you? Yeah, I, I just can't get behind labeling at all. <laughs> like I. I think it's kind of annoying and it puts a limit on your storage. Like I, mm. I am very much a grouping like objects person. <laughs> like I, I just, that is how everything what? Okay. Whoa, here. whoa, whoa. Those like objects all have a name. Whatever, however you have decided yeah. those things are alike. That's the label you put on it. You've done it. You like just cutting tools and pliers. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know. I think I'm a, like a little more loose with like things going together. In baskets. Like, I, I have a ton of baskets that I use, like, all in the closet behind me. And none of them have a label. But I can just, like, kind of pull it out and look and know what's in the basket. Because I do so much, like, yeah. or I was doing so much, like, kid craft stuff. I have, like, all these random things that, you know, they work together. <laughs> they don't work anywhere else. Like, I just, I I don't like labeling things. Because then I feel like I'm in a constant reorganization loop mm. you know because every time i see something uh, i don't what? like or i buy something new i just have to keep doing it that's because your labels aren't general enough so this will be the last <laughs> point we'll go over uh, the best way is make your label as general as possible if you're making your label like nine millimeter wrenches yeah then you're gonna feel like it's never gonna work so we actually so the in the race team we actually have this problem i wrote one label was uh, nine, eight millimeter to uh, 17 millimeter wrenches. And then we went and bought some new wrench holders and the wrench holder holds up to uh, 19 millimeter. So it's just, it had more pieces, like more spots in it. Mm-hmm. So I can hold more wrenches. So either there's two empty spaces and the, the other ones get put in the lo- large metric wrench drawer or the drawer lies. 
and it says that there's an there's it's only up to seventeen, but there's actually an eighteen and a nineteen in there. It's it's really big shame that it's so hard to change a seven to a nine. I know. <laughs> so the label maker stopped working, and uh, just we get a never pen and write. You're going to just oh, no. finish the top of the seven. Not, so they're uh, they're like the clear plastic, uh, like covered ones, so that like oil and stuff doesn't wear them out. Oh, okay. So you, if you draw on them, they just it just wipes off. It just comes right off. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I agree, like you would think. But the problem is, one, uh, there's a uh, we have the flex head wrenches and like this the not non flex head wrenches. The non flex head wrenches it only goes uh, to seventeen. And the flex head wrenches, they go to 19. So then uh, what do you do with that? You like, put wrenches and flex head wrenches and don't put numbers. <laughs> but the problem, so I agree, but the problem is people always look. Anyways, what, what we should do is just leave. I'm going to cut two of the things off. So instead of having two empty spaces, I'll just cut it off. And now it doesn't have any empty spaces. And the 18 and 19 are going to go in the large metric wrench. The 18 millimeter and over metric wrench zone. Because we have like up to like like okay. 36 millimeter wrenches up there. Like, but we don't have every number, right? Yeah. Well, speaking of labeling things, I'd like to label our Patreon supporters, especially <laughs> the F clamp level ones Vincent Ferrari from Digitally Creative, Scott from Daddy Yourself DIY, Joe Herdina, Rich from Loan Designs, and David Wood from DW Wood Builds. And I want to say if you feel like you get $1 of value out of our show, uh, I would really appreciate if you go over to patreon.com slash clamp and sign up there. Uh, you know, for as little as a dollar a day, you could be get access. You know, you could show us the day. support. Yeah. Dollar a day. Jeez. No, a dollar an episode. Sponsoring a, a child. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, that's what we're hoping for here. For for less than the cost of a single coffee per month uh, at Starbucks, you could be sponsoring our show. And making sure that it continues. Uh, you'd also get access to the pre-show, after-show, our uh, our monthly hangouts over on the Discord server. Which, by the way, you can come and join the Discord server, even if you're not a patron. Uh, you can access. And then the last thing is you can get a keychain, a numbered keychain. They're numbered so you know how much of us, how early on in the supporter you are. Uh, made by me now. And you can head you over to patreon.com slash clamp. Do I know who is one? Yeah. I do know who is one. I just need to go and look. Without I, looking it up. I just, yeah, no, I could just right off the top, just let me think about it for a sec. Uh, Leroy. Leroy was number one. And, uh, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, not <laughs> Jenkins. Uh, but uh, Dave Bauer was number two. So there you go. If you don't know Dave, nice. you should check him out. And uh, he has a podcast now. Yeah, Jeff Stein, number three. So that was a pretty nice. quick, uh, you know, one, two, three there. And uh, two out of three of those are still supporting us. So thank you very much for that. And if you want to be number 38, uh, you can sign up on patreon.com slash clamp. Clamendations. All righty. So mine this week is For All Mankind. It is a TV show. It's on Apple TV. Uh, so it's sort of an alternate reality history regarding uh like space travel so in this one like russia and america are sort of fighting over the moon they are like on their way to mars in the the season we're on now in season three um it's pretty wild just because it sort of proposes if we had been able to do this 
you know, as early as the 60s and then keep progressing, think about where we would be now. Like seeing the technology that they have in the show in the 80s and 90s that is like comparable to what we have today is wild. It is just, it's so good. Um, And all of the acting is phenomenal. It has so many people that I recognize like from other dramas that we've watched and liked. So yeah, if you're at all interested in space travel or history, I would highly recommend it because they do a really great job of blending actual events with their like parallel reality sort of thing that's happening. And they also like, they do crazy things where um, famous figures that have been killed are actually alive and thriving in this world and like showing different ways that they're like altering the world as well, which is, it's just really cool. Um, So yeah, I highly recommend it because it has been so much fun to watch. There's three seasons and we're almost done with it. And I kind of wish we weren't. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) I just discovered that I can get Apple TV in Australia. Nice. I recommend it. They have some good stuff on there. Severance is amazing for all mankind. Um, oh, no, I just totally blank. There's a Lee Pace show. Starts with an A. Again, uh, I went totally blank. But there's a really great sci-fi show um, that's based on novels that I also recommend that I need to find the name of. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, my clip nation is a guy on YouTube called Giannis Papademus. Grant said that he is Greece, apparently. Not Greek, he's Greece. <laughs> he is Greece. <laughs> he is Greece. Um, I found him, so I was trying to find how to remove the front grill of my car. And so he, I don't know if he has a junkyard or what, but he has, he just like, he'll get a car and show, he puts up like heaps of videos on how to do like specific things for each, like so many different cars. And I just think it'd be really helpful. Like if you need to know how to do anything with your car, he's probably done it. He had like how to remove the bumper, how to remove the rear bumper, all that sort of stuff. He also has uh, an app that he developed developed called My Car Book, uh, which I've been using. It's pretty cool. So you you can have like multiple cars in, in your account and then you can update like, it's pretty much like a bookkeeper for your car, like keeping the mileage and all that sort of stuff. But it also sends you reminders for when your service is due. So as long as you keep updating your mileage, like every time you fill up or whatever, when you hit a certain mileage, it'll send you notifications saying, hey, you need to service your car, which I think is really cool. Cool. Yeah, that is nice. (laughs) Well, I'm going to recommend everyone check out someone who is not Greece, uh, but uh, JB Byers Woodworking. It's uh, Justin Byers. He's been he's been doing this for a while. Uh, he was one of I, I think in like my first like hundred follows. Uh, he's been a guy I've been following for a long time, and he is making some cool stuff. And he's uh, recently I think started out a YouTube channel. I don't know how recent it is. Time is seemingly meaningless these days, <laughs> but yes. uh, uh, I know he, uh, he just recently hit a thousand subscribers over there on YouTube. But he's also got a pretty good. Uh, Instagram and it's been a while since I've seen a, a buyer's bump, but uh, I know a couple years ago he used to like do a weekly uh, like shout out to some smaller channels. Maybe I don't get the buyer's bump anymore because I, I don't need it as much as I used to, but I did always appreciate he'd always do like, he'd always like be tracking on people and seeing when they were about to hit a milestone and then mm-hmm. shouting them out to try and get them those last five or 10 people to hit That's them cool. over the, yeah, that is whatever so nice. milestone. Uh, yeah, so everyone should go check him out, and uh, he's uh, yeah makes some really cool woodworking stuff. So if you like woodworking, you'll probably like his stuff. Alrighty, so the ask us anything for this week, which I do have. We need more. like a little. I need to add them to the sheet. 
We need a little jingle to play for that. We need a. <laughs> we need Jesse to sing a song by herself. It's oh just my like, god! No. Ask us anything. <laughs> oh, that's too scary. What's your answer? <laughs> there you go. Oh, Jesse, you got to record it for us. Just try it right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, I almost shit myself when you guys had me sing the clamp mandation <laughs> So, like, <laughs> I'm so bashful about that sort of stuff. Can you just um, say, ask ask us anything, uh, and then Adam will take it and, like, play with it, and he'll be able to do it. So just go, right? Three, two, one, go. <laughs> ask us anything. <laughs> I just said it. All right. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So. Do some filters on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Make me sound like an auto-tune chipmunk. Uh, so DW Wood Builds, uh, thank you for always giving us great questions. Uh, what is your worst project and why? Would you guys like to go first or should I? I can go first. I can go first. So there's a project behind me. It's a, it's an oak sled. It's uh, I love it. It looks great, but I would say it's my worst project because it does not work as a sled. So it doesn't <laughs> do the sled thing. Like I keep trying to use it, uh, I think my my youngest son is now too old, so I will probably never use it again. And it'll just sit on the wall looking nice. And I've tried like 15 different ways to try and make it better. And nothing I did made it work the way I expect a sled to work. Uh, it would basically only work on ice, which is not what it's designed for, right? Obviously, it's not like an ice skating sled. Uh, but otherwise, it was just horrible on anything any little bit of snow and it would be impossible to move. We ended mm-hmm. up like just buying a little plastic like piece of shit sled for like $5 and it worked 10 yeah. times better, which is like frustrating as hell because the amount of time and effort that I put into this thing and then have a little piece of plastic work better than it was really so that's why it's my worst project. I I love it. I like looking at it. And I love like the love I put into it and then my son loved it. Uh, my first son, I made it for him and then my second son loved it too. We used it a lot less with him because we didn't try and force ourselves to use it. Yeah. Um, but it's more of a display piece. So I'd say that's my, my worst project. That's fair. I'm trying to it's go really through my Instagram. That happens. Yeah. Work out what my worst project is. I don't know. <laughs> I can tell well, you. I will go. Oh, I don't make oh. anything bad. I'd say like <laughs> uh, your first workbench and your second workbench and maybe your third oh. one too. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't think they were bad. They just, I outgrew them. Oh, okay. My so first workbench was actually really oh. good. I don't know. Yeah. So I will go while you're looking. Um, this is actually something I've been thinking about recently because the Barbie movie came out and this project has gotten popular again and I am horrified. <laughs> so uh, if anybody knew me way back in the day, one of my first instructables was Barbie doll electric chair science fair project. <laughs> um oh. This is actually something that I did in middle school. Uh, The teachers were not impressed with me at all. Um, But we had, I don't remember if it was a science contest or, oh, here we go. The Instructables book contest. So I actually won a contest with this project. But when I look at it, I hate it. The photos are awful. I'm using flash in a lot of them. 
Um, it's from a, like a very old camera. It looks so rough. And the way that I explain things and talk about like the tools that you need, it's not at all like my style now. And it drives me crazy. So yeah, having that resurface is not my favorite. But uh, yeah, um, there was a tweet that went viral. It got hundreds of thousands of like reposts. Mm. Uh, which is just a picture of the Barbie in the electric chair. <laughs> Um, so yeah, people are looking at it again and I, I kind of wish they weren't. That's a really good picture of you with giant, giant glasses. So I didn't know you could put (laughs) selfies in your Instructables and win. Well, see, like I said, not at all like what I would do now. You know, this was like 2006, I think, or 2007. So the, the early days of the internet when I felt safer (laughs) to do that sort of stuff, I guess. Yeah, it's it's just, just bad. young and naive, Jesse. Uh, yeah, there's so much that I would do different with that project now, as far as like building it and documenting it. And yeah, I don't. Rough. I don't feel like the pictures are that bad. I have seen worse I, pictures now. Like I get today, <laughs> you can get like your iPhone like auto corrects and put filters on it and uses AI to make everything look nicer. But like I. The pictures don't look that bad, and you clearly tried. <laughs> I did try really hard. It's just not my standard anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was this was like a probably two-night project, like just trying to get it done before the contest. Yeah. <laughs> 15, 15 years ago. Isn't that crazy? According to the comments. Oh That's crazy. Wow. Yes. Well, and it has over 200,000 views, and it's just like, how did this... <laughs> so many views because it's been on the internet for so long i don't know did you find one now? it was it was on the it was on the internet before everything got flooded yeah, um true. yeah so i have a few a few projects that i call failures um i tried to make some tardis lamps once but i was cutting them out with a scroll saw i wasn't that skillful they look like shit oh, um no. i tried to make a lamp once with bent wood lamination and i wet the wood too much and it went moldy before it dried, so oh. that wasn't good. And okay. then we're not talking about failed projects. We're talking about projects that there. are the worst. I'm getting there. Getting there. Um, He's got a lot to confess. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I've got a lot to confess. The 200 um, Land Cruiser that I built the back out for that I deleted all the footage because I wasn't happy with it. Another failed project. But I feel like the fir- the worst completed project that I can think of is my flip top tool cart. I don't think there was really anything wrong with the actual cart per se. It was more of I put too much, I asked too much of it and put too much weight on it and it failed mm. after not long. Um, but yeah. Yep. That was part of your workbench? No. No. Did you not have a flip top workbench? Did you not yeah, incorporate the, it into your Yeah, flip-top? into the workbench. But I'm talking about the tool cart, the standalone on wheels oh. cart. It had I a. Guess- had a table saw on one side and a yeah. and the planer on the other side, but the um, the rotation was done with lazy Susans and they they did, they couldn't hold the weight because they're not made to go sideways. Right. Well, all that to say, there's a lot of worst uh, projects out there. Yeah. So yep. Let us know Much about worse your than worst anything. project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I want to thank TF Turning for the theme song. If you heard it at the top of the podcast and at the end here, you should go check out TF Turning. He obviously does uh, wood turning. That's why he's TF Turning. He also does music. That's why he did. Just spins around in circles on the camera. Yeah, 
you should just go check it out. Uh, I do say he has one of the best like wood turning videos. He had like a professional, his buddy is like yeah. a professional camera person and came and did like a one video. It was really well done. Uh, so you should go definitely check that out. Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us in all the social media places by searching for clamp podcast or clamp cast. Uh, you can go to the website. It's clampcast.com. And if you really were enjoying this show, uh, go ahead and give us a review. Uh, we've gotten a few reviews in our lifetime, but we know you've got a lot of you guys out there who listen to the podcast every week and haven't given us a review. Uh, so we would really appreciate if you could go on there and give us a review. It apparently really helps with uh, you know getting people to find the show. The last review we got was almost a year ago. So, you know, if anyone's out there listening who wants to give us a review, I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, cheers and have a great day. Bye. Bye.